What is good, y'all? It's your boy, Kia Orion. Welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. It's your boy coming back to you with another week uh, of an interesting things discover and declare. It's your boy who is obsessed with making music and helping you make your own. Do you like that tagline? I'm thinking of incorporating that into more of my content. Uh, I'm still toying with it, but uh, I think it's the truth, so I'm rolling with it. Uh, This is the podcast where I break down uh, different things that I've learned through the different pillars of health, business, uh, mindset, music throughout the week. I'm in a constant journey of self-development, self-improvement, and learning, and every week I break down the top takeaways that I got from this past week. Think of it as a highlight reel of learning uh, over the past seven or eight days. But since it is my podcast, I do like to bullshit a little bit about what is going on in my life. I am currently traveling in Southeast Asia, and I like to let my family know that I'm still alive and let y'all know what is going on in my life. This also is, I've got big dreams, and this is a way to document the process. This is kind of my, my journey in real time things that I'm struggling with, what I'm going through, what I'm thinking about, and progress or lack thereof. And so I break it down in different verticals every week into personal, business, health, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But I've got a lot that I'm going to talk to you guys about today. So I'm going to be skipping uh, health is good, personal, I'm out in Chiang Mai. If we haven't met up yet, what are we slacking for? Hit me up. Let's do dinner. Let's do let's do tea, green juice, coffee, whatever you drink. Uh, I'm trying to catch up with you. I bounce in a couple weeks. So time is ticking, y'all. Let's get it. The shit that I really want to talk to you about this week are a couple things happened this last week. First of all, I quit. That's right. I quit my motherfucking job. Hopefully it's the last time that I have to rock a day job or at least a part-time job, but never say never. Uh, But for the last about year and a half, I've been teaching English online, and it's been incredible to have that as an opportunity because it it extended my runway out here in Southeast Asia. Um, But for this next chapter, I realized that if I really want to go all in on building out this part of my business, since I was moving home for the holidays anyways, that with the time difference and everything, I figured like it was a good, just the timing was right feels like I'm launching this new project I'm going to tell you about and that the this is kind of the universe saying, okay, Kia, it's time for a new chapter. And I think it was honestly a bit of a crutch because I it's nice having that income every month and that if I really don't have that, it's I'm scrappy as is, but this I think will force me to really kick it into high gear. So that was, I was also at the point where I just wasn't a good teacher anymore because my heart wasn't in it. And I could tell I was just being, I was just kind of being shitty. So I've got the rest of the month finishing out these lessons, winding that down with these students, and then uh, moving on. But if you do want to travel, if you're thinking about it, it is an amazing opportunity that allows you to travel. Easy job to get if you're a native English speaker and will support your travels as long as you aren't balling out. And so the, I that has been an incredible opportunity. I'm very thankful that, to have had it, but I'm ready for a new chapter. So I quit the English teaching gig, and this last week I launched a new iteration of what was my online course. I had an online course that I launched almost eight months ago now, 
and then got this got feedback almost everyone that took that course i hopped on the phone with and said what did you like what did you not and a lot of people kept saying the same things uh different things they wanted to see in the course coaching accountability things of that nature and so i've kind of put added some new tweaks a new iteration that i'm rolling out for this beat boot camp and it's four weeks you make four beats in four weeks so it's less about me talking at you and most of the project, excuse me, most of the program is you completing projects where I'll say, okay, here's the golden nugget that we're learning this week. Now take it and practice it. Now take this, try to implement it into some sort of your, um, you know, some way that makes sense to you. Because that, the more that I, I'm really interested in online courses, the more I research, the more I'm seeing how much autonomy plays into this. So I give you a couple different options and you can run with it and I'm excited for it. So I've been working a lot on that, on marketing materials, putting things together, trainings, and just getting people excited. A lot of what hinders people when it comes to beat making in general is the limiting beliefs that we have around music. If we, whether we are or aren't musical or, or, or aren't a musician, um, or if there be no music theory and all that stuff. So a lot of my marketing materials that I've been working on have been helping people overcome those limiting beliefs. And we all have them. Like, I still don't know shit about music theory. And so sometimes there are certain beats where I'm like, oh man, would my beats be better? But I think the point is that you don't... I'm now at the point where I get paid for my beats, which is dope. And you don't need it to be able to get that point. It might be something down the line that I might toy with and want to learn. I've always wanted to get better at keys as well, but um, that's a conversation for another time. To get started, you don't need it. And the, the boot camp that I'm focusing on is people who have already experimented some with making beats, but are really struggling to level up. So either they make they make some beats, but they're they just can't seem to stay inspired or they, they don't know which direction to go or their mixes are terrible. So it's for beginners and intermediates. And because I don't want to be the first time that you like really step into the software. I don't know the whole software that's honest, but I know enough that I can get it to do what I want it to do. And this is a software agnostic program. So I'm not going to necessarily be in there with you teaching you the shortcuts to your DAW. This is more about like learning mixing, learning song structure and arrangement, how to finish ideas, how to stay creative. And I think having that accountability piece as, as well as the added autonomy and gamifying the process of projects rather than thinking of it as shit that you have to do. It's more of like this, it's four weeks, so it's an intensive, it's a boot camp. But then it's like you have these things that you're working on every week. You can see the steady development in your progress in every week. I'm just really excited about it. Obviously, I can't stop talking about this shit. I've been working on some cool promo materials as well, these different like songs with videos that I'm pairing um, that I think will be cool. So if you are interested in that, hit me up. We'd love to talk to you about it. If you happen to know anyone who is interested, hit me up. That's where I'm switching my approach rather than trying to just like do some crazy paid marketing out the gate. I'm starting with internal networking. So I think when it comes to, this is something I'm going to talk about later as well, but when it comes to one of the nice parts about coaching and courses is that you don't necessarily have to have a zillion things in place to do it. You don't have to have a real product that you've like shipped from a supplier. You don't have to get suppliers on the phone. You can just say, hey, 
I'm switching into this, I'm transitioning a career into this where I want to start teaching this, do you need these services or do you know anyone that needs these services? And that's my approach right now is since it's a new iteration of the previous course, I'm launching this pilot program with my internal network. So I seriously going on sorting friends, A to Z, hitting up everybody and saying, hey, uh, do you know anybody that makes music? If so, I'd love to connect with them. And if you don't, it's also just a great way to reconnect with you. So it's kind of a kill two birds with one stone, helps me rekindle relationships, but also if you don't, but like I said in my previous episodes, if you don't ask, you ha- you got to be able to put yourself out there, and you put yourself out there, you put that energy out there, and uh, I believe that the the universe will will reciprocate. So right now it's starting at ground zero, and really reaching out to do a lot more legwork for the program. But I'm excited for the days when it's, I don't have to quite turn the flywheel quite so hard to get shit popping. I'm starting it small at first. It's going to be cohort of eight because I really want to be hands-on and dig into it with people with this new uh, updated version of it. But later, I'm worried about scaling and stuff like that later. But I want this to be intensive. I really want the students to feel like they leveled up. And I think that by being more hands-on, at least initially, this will be something where those people fingers crossed, then turn into raving fans. And then through referrals, it'll build from there. That's my strategy. But that's neither here nor there. Launch the Beat Bootcamp. That's cool. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's next. So I'm moving back home for the holidays. Since I quit my job, I may also be back home for an indefinite amount of time. I'm thinking a couple months, and there have been some interesting kind of ideas and emotions around that, and that I wanted to talk to you about. And one of them is this idea of the hero's journey, where this plays out in Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Hunger Games. It's sort of, you take a main character, your protagonist, they don't know something, or they need to do something. They go on this hero's journey. And along that path, that challenge, they then face some some danger. So they have some experience where they learn from that. And then they come back home uh, as a changed person. And so this is something I've been thinking a lot about because obviously it's been two years I've been working on this kind of online business world and how feeling, and you know, I keep it a thousand with you guys, a little bit um, discouraged, I think, having now, I guess because I have these, it's hard to quantify these experiences. I can't say, hey, look, mom, I'm making six figures in my business yet. And I think that it'd be cool to be able to like come home with Excalibur or like come home with the lion pelt or the dragon head or something and, you know, put that on the table and be like, I can't, I did the thing, I slayed the dragon, I came back, like, boom, dropped the mic. We did it. I learned some shit compared to being like, I went out, I failed a bunch, I learned a ton and then came back, but I'm still in that growing process where you always and some have been reconciling with myself that you always want things to happen faster than they do. And the learning to be comfortable with that, that there has been 
from starting with a drop shipping store, trying to sell high end fly fishing rods to then selling beats online, hustling my beats to having this crazy beat store, an online course, and now into this like course coaching program and a couple other things in between that there's so much valuable stuff there that I do feel like I've grown incredible amounts, even from the experience of being abroad in so many ways. But it's very difficult to convey that in a tangible way. So instead, it just looks like I'm damn near 30 and moving back in with mom and dad, which isn't, which is the truth. At the same time, it when I left, it's a very different version of Kia that's coming back now. And it's one with a lot more self-belief and a lot more tools and knowledge on how to make this thing work. And so I'm taking this as an opportunity to since I quit the job teaching English, since I don't have to come out to Southeast Asia to regroup a bit. And one of my dear friends who I've been trying to re uh, kindle my, my, our friendship for some time. Uh, we had, we were really close uh, a couple of years ago. She, I reached out to her cause she's going to be in New York and I was like, oh, I'd love to see you. And she told me that her mom had passed unexpectedly. And it hit me like a ton of bricks because here I am thinking about, you know, oh, moving back in with mom and dad, going home for the holidays, whatever, and realizing how much of a privilege that is, that how blessed I am to even have that opportunity to come home and see mom and dad, that like that, that idea that they aren't around forever. And so I was, I had these plans to either come back out to Asia or then some other nomad eventually I'm going to talk to you about in a second of being like, okay, I'll go home for a month and then I'll bounce and go do these other things. And really coming to grips with the fact that this is the impermanence of life period and especially family that makes me want to slow down a little bit and just like really spend that time with my mom and dad while I got them. And there's an, it's just hard. It's hard to articulate, I think, because I feel overwhelmed by it. Sometimes like just the sense of fortune that I've had to have two dope parents that are still around that I still am homies with. And like, we're like families. We still, we all have our bullshit, but um, when I was looking, uh, I was listening to this interview the other day where this guy said, by the time you leave high school, you spend, I think it's like 90% of the amount of time you're going to spend with your parents in your life. And that blows my mind. And I think a lot of times that's because you go off, you're living your life. I get it. But that people have strained relationships with their folks. And I was talking to another friend out here, you know who you are. And they were telling me that if they that they had recently their mom had come out to visit them and that if they wanted to go home that their mom said hey listen if you want to come home you're welcome to come come home anytime but if you do you need to get a job and i was just we we were laughing because my family is the exact opposite they say kia i don't really understand what you're doing out there but we appreciate that you're out there hustling 
that being said, if you ever want to come home, know that we, you know, we'll always have a spot for you. And I just think because my dad was such a kind of crazy adventurous dude, uh, hippie man, he was off, he was a storyteller for a long time, like a traveling storyteller, traveling gypsy, that he understands this place in my life of wanting to do things differently. And then also uh, my mom, who I don't want to get into it too much, but because of her life situation and the way that things went, she was just a total kick-ass mom. And so I think there's an there's an element there where I feel being out here in Asia has been incredible, but I often feel a guilty for not being closer to home and not spending more time with them because right now it feels like I have them forever. They're both in good health. We're chilling. And I think that's a dangerous trap to fall into of kind of losing track of your blessings. And so I like to do things sometimes to intentionally, like that's why you go camping, right? You intentionally deprive yourself of shit so that you can really appreciate it. That's why fasting, I love fasting once a week because that meal, when you have it, like you're intermittent fasting, like you just really appreciate eating food again. And I'm with my mom and dad. That's something that I'm not in a huge rush now to bounce after going home and kicking it with them. And which brings, that brings me to my next piece, which is about the the next adventures nomad wise. So now that I'm launching this course, I want to, or this program, this coaching course program, I want, I know I'm going to spend a lot more time because high ticket, a lot more time on the phone, like talking to people, talking to them about the program and just seeing if people are a good fit because it's not something where I want people to commit to unless they are a good match for the program. And so I want to be back in that time zone anyways. So I want to be in the time zone and I also want to be closer to mom and pop. People, you know, nobody's getting any younger. And so I want to be able to spend more holidays with them, go up more just for visits and be on, being on that side of the world, I think will be helpful. So I think that's kind of the world pushing, you know, the universe telling me that as well, that I still have adventures I want in Southeast Asia, but that, that, that spending time in that hemisphere is more important to me. So the two I'm looking at are Mexico and, and Colombia and Mexico is up there because I love Mexican food. I am so stoked. I miss that shit so much. I've also heard great things about Medellin. So I'm going to go home, kick with mom and pop for a little bit, get this coach. It'll give me time to also get this coaching program kind of rocking and rolling. And then Mexico and Medellin, I think, are up there for me. And maybe it'll come down to me just trying both out. But if you are one of the homies that's been or lived in either for an extended period of time, would love to get your take on it. I've been putting some feelers out to folks with different cities. I really like kind of this Chiang Mai size. If you think about Philly, if you think about Chiang Mai, Da Nang, Penang, aka Georgetown in Malaysia, those are all like my fit. I don't work as well in a Bangkok, in a New York, in a Kuala Lumpur, like those big cities aren't as much my vibe. So if there's something that's kind of like a smaller, a little bit more groovy vibe, a little bit cheaper, a little bit less touristy, more low-key, more local, let me know. So that's Kia in a nutshell. And I think the last point I want to mention, this is a lot of like Kia's therapy session and I'm not paying you enough to listen to this, but 
being when I have all these, so I have all this traveling I want to do, and I have these big dreams and goals at the same time, big childhood dreams, and I've been of like playing like shows at Madison Square Garden and like being able to like travel around the world and play shows and shit. And I, I'm having a hard recently. I've been having a hard time kind of reconciling childhood dreams and like adult life and what I want out of both of them and whether I can have both of them. And I think that if I play it right, I can. Let me take it back. I know if I play it right, I can. The hard part is also then balancing that with wanting my own family and wanting to spend time with mom and dad. And this idea of like grind mode, because I'm really good at that, and and how do I marry that with just like enjoying the process and not being like caught up in the busyness of trying to run a big business? Because I'm really not trying to run some huge gargantuan business. I'm really trying to run a biz, but also be an artist. Like I really, I, like my ideal job is just like be a rapper. Like you just like to be Big Sean. I'd love that. You just like make music, get to work with people you want. It's dope. You get to play shows when you want, or like Russ. And the, so the idea of like running some huge company with like a shitload of employees in an HR department is like not what I want to do. I want to run it more like a Tim Ferriss style. That's my ideal. But have enough respect and leverage that I can use that to to do shit that I want to do with the music, but that I still get to make make the tunes I want. And so it's like just this, I've been thinking a lot about that too and then also wanting my own family and realizing how that all plays into it and not you know wanting to be an artist and a rapper but not first of all being almost 30 and also like not wanting to be on tour like I'm just not a tour I'd love to go play shows and like go out and go do gigs in like Dubai and Asia like I'd love to travel and go play shows but I'm not trying to like live on a tour bus for four months and like go get drunk with the homies after shows. And like, that's just like, I'm not about that life, right? I'm a grandpa. Needless to say, life is good. I'm trying to figure shit out. I can't wait to move to Mexico and eat tacos, but I'm also trying to balance that with, with enjoy my time with mom and dad and also balance that with, with my own dreams and goals and wanting to have families and all that shit. But that's not why you're here, is it? That's not why you're here. You're here. Because you want the tops, trips, ticks, and takeaways from this last week. So let's get into it. Top takeaways from this last week. Number one is Sam Ovens. If you don't know, my boy, Sammy O, he runs consulting.com. He's the one whose coaching course I took, coaching and consulting course I took, that launched this entire idea of the Beat Bootcamp in the first place. Interesting dude. Not going to say I love him. Not going to say I hate him. He is smart, though. And when I was listening to his podcast this last week, I loved his takeaway. It was solve a problem. Business doesn't have to be hard. Solve a problem. What problem are you solving? The bigger the problem, the more people will pay you for it. And the, the one thing I love about the coaching and the courses is it's the quickest way to cash flow. You don't need a logo. You don't need a brand. You don't need a YouTube channel. You don't need to be on TikTok. You don't need an Instagram follow, blah, blah, blah. You just say, this is what I do. I'm good at it and I can help you. And people will say, great, I need that. Give it to me. And that's where I think a lot of people fuck up, myself included. This is Kia's advice to himself. Speaking about myself in third person, I'm cool with it. I hope you're cool with it. Is 
Stop messing around with the call to action buttons on your website. Why do you even have a website? I've never been to most people's websites. Like get cash flow, figure out what works, help people get paid for it, and then build from there. We like to overcomplicate shit. Always overthinking stuff. Once you get that steady cash flow, you can move, you can build, you can take it from there. But you have to solve people's problems. And that's where my beat boot camp comes into play. When I think about production, I spend a lot of time talking to people what they need or where they struggled. And it's something that's going to continue to change, I'm sure. As I get more students, as I work more with people one-on-one, really dialing in where are people struggling the most, solving that problem. When you lose point of that, when you lose sight of that, you lose sight of your biz, you lose your cash flow. Keeping it moving on. Gary V, dog. Dog, you already know I get so much from Gary V. I love this podcast this last week. He had a 4Ds. It was a digital deep dive where they talk with small business owners, gives them advice, and it was move fast and don't judge yourself for the losses. I love this one where Gary was like, I don't overthink my decisions too much. I use what data I have and I make the best decision that I can and I don't beat myself up about it because there is no wrong or right decision. When you make a decision, you will then get that data and you can iterate from there. If you take a meeting and it was a waste of time, you didn't know that shit was going to be a waste of time when you took it. Obviously, that retrospect is 2020. So the other route seems great, but because you went with that meeting, the waste of time, you'll never know what that other route was. That being said, you can learn from it. Try to get better, but it's about making decisions quickly and then iterating. You will never know what the market wants, what your customers want until you give them something, you start working with them. So make decisions quickly, right or wrong, learn from it. Don't beat yourself up when you fuck up because you will. That's part of the game, part of the process. Be aware of what works and what doesn't. Be very self-aware in what part of the process are you holding up. I mean that to say I've been working with a video editor. I've been, it's been incredible working with her. Shout out Lou. And I realized that the more that I have to try to see how the videos turned out, the slower the process goes. Rather than saying, you know what, Lou, I'm giving you the autonomy, I'm shooting it, do what you think is best. I'm trying to remove myself from the process, figure out what works, what doesn't. I found video editing for me, making thumbnails and designing did not work as part of the process. I like, I'm a DIY dude, I'm the DIY guy, that's what I believe in 1000%, but I can't, so I want to do everything, but that, that that is not a smooth part of the process when I try to do everything. I need to focus on what I do that's bringing you guys dope content, that's making dope music, that's teaching people how to make dope music. That's what I do. Why am I in here tinkering around, fucking around with videos? So I still make some videos, but like I'm building out a YouTube channel. I'm paying pretty much myself to be a shitty video editor, and I'm that's not part of the process. Figure out where you can capitalize on in your biz, what is your offer? What are you good at? Double down on that shit and then outsource or cut the other shit off. Love that. And last but not least, another one, because I like to give you all three big takeaways. I'll listen to a shitload of other stuff, but these are my top three from the Tropical MBA podcast. These are kind of the digital nomad OGs. And one takeaway I loved was they said, build systems around value delivery. Say it again, build systems around value delivery. So whether that's our YouTube channel, However you're making your content, however you're making your value, build systems around that in place so that you can either do that more efficiently, do that faster, do that more cost effective. And some aspect of that 
If you can find a way to scale that content, build systems around it so you can deliver more better, you're on the right track. Deliver value at scale, you win. And another point that I love from them was he talked about, uh, or they talked about find people with an engine and then offer the turbocharger to the engine. So pretty much you want to find people with you, the service that you provide is going to take people to the next level. That's what you want it to do. You don't want to try to find people that don't have an engine yet. Meaning, as an example, they were interviewing a guy who runs a marketing firm or a marketing agency. And they talk about his clients. And he was saying that a lot of his clients, what he found was it wasn't as much as you want to help the people that are like just starting in business. Those aren't going to be the people that have big bucks to pay you to help them with marketing because they the, the pain point isn't a big enough problem yet where what he really dials in is when he works with clients who already have a business running and they're too busy to work on marketing, he can come in and say, hey, I see your engine. Let me offer you this turbocharger. This is how we're going to be able to help you scale, help you get clients, how much revenue we'll be able to build for you because they've already got the engine. So they see the value in the turbocharger. They say, wow, I'm so busy, I can't do the marketing. And so one, they first of all already have the capital to pay you. And two, they are able to see the value in what you do and compensate you for it. They say, I really need that. Please help me with the turbocharger. That's how I feel with my program, my course, my coaching, is when I work with people, I don't feel when it's right, I don't feel like I'm selling. It's not a pitch. I'm saying, this is the value that I'm offering. And people are like, dude, I've been wanting to get better at making beats. I've been stuck, X, Y, and Z. I can't wait. How much does it cost? They're willing to pay you for some shit, for your value, rather than me trying to like convince you that you need to be making better beats. It's rather people that are passionate about music, want to make beats, understand the program, and then they're chomping at the bit to buy it because they see the value in it. And so for me, that it's that's a big part of it, is dialing in who already has the engine that I can offer the turbocharger to. Something to think about in your own biz, whatever that is. I know I've been talking a lot. This has been a crazy therapy session this episode, but thank you so much for sticking around. If you did even make it this far, you are a real one. More soon come, more content. I'll be launching some cool promo shit later this week as well. If you are interested in the boot camp, hit me up. If you know anybody that makes music, hit me up. Let's connect. Your check is in the mail. Thank you for being my therapist. I appreciate you. For real. Check you in a minute.